Good morning, church. Everybody got so quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's different. <laughs> May the grace and peace of the risen Christ be with you. <laughs> Take a moment and share that peace with all your brothers and sisters around you as we are attuned to the movement and presence of Christ. <laughs> Welcome to worship at the Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. I am Scott, one of your pastors here, and greetings to all of you who are joining us online or whether you are with us in the sanctuary. It is a joy to, to come together and to be able to praise our God today. This is a Sunday in which we pay attention to a particular story in Scripture known as the Transfiguration, where Christ was transformed before his disciples. And our subject today is going to be listening, listening. With that in mind, I'd invite you to take a moment, make sure you've had a breath or two and you've focused your best energy on God as we come before God in worship today. Let's start with our responsive prayer. Beyond our busyness, above the cold winter floor, there is a glory rising, born of heaven, and reaching out to each one of us. that transforms darkness into hope, that brings life from a cross, where old life ends and new life is born. Let us worship from the mountain and hear again this is my beloved, my chosen. Listen to him. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to invite you to stand as we sing our first hymn, Immortal Invisible. Oh 
You may be seated. Good morning. It's good to be back. Um, thank you for your prayers while I was gone. Um, and it was nice of you to keep winter here for me to come back to. Um, in your bulletins this morning is uh, a sheet that looks like this. Um, and this is a little bit, a very bit of a guide for Lent. Um, and the, on one side where it says our Lenten way, you'll see the scripture readings that we will be um, preaching on each week. There is a movie referenced. If you look on the other side, it's called The Way You Don't Choose Life, You Live One. Um, it is not necessary for you to see the movie before we go through these series. We will show you snippets of it, but I just want to give you the information so that if you want to and you can access it, then I invite you to do that. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a movie about someone do, being a pilgrim. A pilgrim is someone who goes on a pilgrimage, kind of like, I just did, and only in this particular um, pilgrimage on the, um, this particular, the Camino de Santiago, which starts in France and goes all the way across Spain, um, is a very famous uh, pilgrimage, and the pilgrims um, travel alone, travel in groups. One of our colleagues, uh, Pastor Sherry Rude, um, did it did part of it, and I'm looking forward to the day when I can do it. I'm not sure about the whole 30, 35 days, but, you know, I want to do all of it. Um, but this tells you a little bit about that, and we're going to be journeying this way. So I invite you to hang on to this, maybe put it in your Bible so that you can read the passages, however that works for you. We will be having an Ash Wednesday service on Wednesday um, at 7 p.m. for the imposition of ashes as we remember who we belong to, um, that mark of the cross. It doesn't remind us that there's anything wrong with us. It reminds us who we belong to. So I invite you to come and be a part of that. Um, oh, one other announcement is that is throughout Lent, um, I would like to be collecting pictures from some of your journeys. Some of the you know, not the top of mountains literally, but the places you've been that are, take your breath away. And it could be in your backyard, seeing an animal. It could be somewhere right around here. It could be across the world. Um, and I'm inviting you to send them to Adrian. Um, and if you know his name, at pcumc.org, you can send him the pictures, and he and I will share them, and they'll show up throughout our journey through Lent, which starts on Wednesday. So pictures from places could have been 50 years ago, 75 years ago. If you've got a picture, figure out a way to get it to us, and we'll find a way to use it. So thank you very much. And without um, any further ado, I invite, well, what comes when Lent starts? All right, never mind. Carl, come on up.
querendo. John, yep. Uh, yeah, I asked Wednesday, it's early this year, um, kind of snuck on, up on me, kind of snuck up on all of us, but this Friday is, thank you, this, <laughs> this Friday is the first fish fry. Um, so uh, we ask that you spread the word, tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, um, and of course, as usual, we're going to need plenty of help to make it a success. So um, anyone interested in helping out, I know I've already talked to a, a number of people um, but again, it's come up so quick that I haven't reached out to as many people as I would have liked to at this point, but uh, um, just let me know. You can call me, you can call the church. Um, the sign-up sheets are in the back um, on the mission table, um, so uh, uh, I invite everyone to, to uh, come down and, and give us a hand and, and, uh, so we can make this, uh, this mission, this fellowship a success, uh, as we always do. And uh, I want to thank everyone beforehand for helping out, for coming down, eating with us, and uh, um, looking forward to it. So thank you. Good morning. So our mission moment today is our um, dinners in Niagara Falls. So we're called to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and share with the stranger. And that's what we are able to do there. Um, they send out about 180 meals each week. They take them to people who are shut in um, and serve communion. And it is truly working as the hands and feet of God. So we ask you to prayerfully consider your donation to our Wednesday night dinners. You can put it in the special offering envelope, um, or you can, if you give online, just make a note that it goes to that, um, our Niagara Falls dinner. So, thank you. The song I'm going to share with you today is the story of the three disciples on the mountain as they see Jesus being transfigured, but it also alludes to that portion of our story where Jesus comes to us and shares his light in us and through us. So I invite you to join me on the choruses if you are so moved.
Lord, our creator and our redeemer, our sustainer. Thank you. Thank you for all of the gifts and all of the joys that you give us in our lives. We offer part of ourselves, our gifts, our tithes, our offerings to you. Allow us to do work in your name in the world. In your name we pray. Amen. One of the things that has been foremost, both in the news and in uh, maybe in your prayer life and, and in mine, is um, what's going on in the Ukraine. And so I, I want us um, to take a couple of minutes and be in prayer, not just for the people of Ukraine, but the people of Russia, the people of this country, soldiers who might be activated to go and do things um, to work to keep so many people safe. Um, it's, it's, like, it's, it's almost like it happened as soon as we got to take our masks off. Here we are. So yet again, we pray for the children and the parents and the grandparents and the people who find themselves in fear or in harm's way because of war um, this day. In our own families and uh, communities, we certainly uh, lift up many people. We're grateful for the flowers that are up here that are um, just bursting with life and color um, as a part of remembering Chet Dombrowski yesterday um, at his celebration of life. And we continue to lift up Carol, um, who's back there, and uh, all of all of their family as they walk these days, continuing to walk these days. Are there names that you would like to lift up this morning? Yes, Carol? Audrey. Is that what you said, right, Audrey? Yes, Mike? <clears throat> yes. 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 
it's Jan Gertz, if you didn't hear, um, who's dealing with multiple concerns. Yes, Louis, happy birthday. Let us be in prayer. Oh God, you are mighty when we are not. You are strong and healing and full of hope for all of humanity, which seems so big, and yet you are also full of hope and love and healing and comfort for each and each and each one of us. You've heard the names lifted up, and Lord, we send love to each, comfort and healing to each, that the healing may be full and complete, and if, Lord, that means coming to you and entering your holy kingdom, then, Lord, we live in love and grace and thanksgiving. We pray for our children, our families, parents, grandparents. We pray for aunts and uncles and sisters and brothers. We pray for those who don't have any of those. May we be all of those. Lord, help us be comforters to the world. Help us to be diligent in not overexposing ourselves to violence and words of war. And yet, let us be diligent in praying, in lighting candles, in offering our hearts in hope. Blessed be your name, O God. May we be signs and lights in the darkness. May we be that to one another. May we hear your words. And may we listen and find comfort and encouragement. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flashing lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. 
Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I have chosen, listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me for a moment of prayer, please? Loving and gracious God, we are so grateful to you for the gift that is this moment and this time. And then we come to you now with our hearts open and yearning for just more of your presence, more of you. So Lord, as you move mightily among us, please plant that seed in each of us that you know we need, that seed that will grow and bear fruit, which is the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So, church, I want you to take a journey with me today. I want you to take a walk in the shoes of someone else. I want you to walk in the feet of a fisherman named Simon. So you have grown up in this small town on the Sea of Galilee. You've worked hard your whole life, hard work on a lake that asks a lot of your hands and your back. You make a meager living doing this work. You've done it all your life. You're good at this. And you are known about your town. You're a good man. You've studied the scriptures. You know your faith. And you are kind of known for speaking your mind. You got a bit of a reputation as a hothead. <laughs> but you got a strong family. And you do your work faithfully. And you're living life the best way you know how. And then one day, you encounter this preacher. This guy who comes from a town not too far away, a little more north of you called Nazareth, and you listen to him, and the more you listen to him, the more it feels like his words have this way of reaching right into your very soul, and you don't know what's going on, but you know that God is doing something in this man, and then one day, you hear him teaching again. And he asked you for a favor. He's asked if he can borrow your boat because there's too many people standing around him on the shore. So you say, okay, and you let him borrow your boat and you push out a little bit and he teaches. And he's continuing to just blow your mind with everything that he's saying. It's not real comfortable. It's not easy to hear. But it's undeniable that something's happening 
as he's talking to you. And then after this particular day, he asks you to do something that seems ridiculous. He tells you that you should put out and drop your nets. Now, you're the expert fisherman. And you know this lake, and you know how to fish. And more than that, you just worked all night. And you're like, what are you talking about? But as you've said all along, you know that something's going on. Something's happening when this man talks to you. And so you say, okay, I've worked all night and we haven't caught anything, but because you asked, I'll do it. And you do exactly that. You put out to the middle of the lake, and before you know it, your net is full. So full, in fact, that you can't pull it into the boat, and you got to call for help. And so you call the others, they come out, they're helping you lift this net in, your boat's starting to go under because the net is so full. And as you said all along, you know that God is up to something in this man. And now it seems undeniable to you. And then he says something that makes no sense. That he wants you to follow him. But you know that this can't be right. I'm a weak man. I'm a sinful man. And I can't possibly be in the presence of this kind of divine power. God is up to something here. So you tell him, no, no, you have to, you have to just be apart from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. But he insists, follow me and you'll fish for people. So despite everything that you know is smart, despite everything that you know is right, despite everything that you are going to hear when you go home and tell your wife, you decide you're going to do exactly that. You follow him. And you keep hearing these things. There's no denying that God is doing something extraordinary. And so now you not only have seen this amazing catch of fish, you've seen people who you knew were paralyzed walk. You've seen a little girl raised from the dead. You've seen people with miraculous healing, some strange woman who had another issue running down the street talking about what God had done for her. Then, you've seen demons cast out. Things that were possibly, couldn't possibly explain. But Jesus is doing these things. And you know that God is at work in this man. So you keep following him. You keep listening. And then one day he decides he's going to ask you to go preach. I'm sending you out now. I'm giving you authority to cast out demons and to heal the sick. 
and you do exactly that. You can't believe what's happening on some level because who am I? I'm just this guy, Simon from Capernaum. But God is at work, not only in him, but in me. And so when you and the guys get back together, you're all excited. <laughs> you won't believe what's happening, Jesus. But then he asks you something you weren't ready for. So who's everybody say I am? And you listen to the other guys talk. But something's building inside you. And you hear them. John, Elijah. But then Jesus asked a different question. So who do you guys say that I am? And that thing that's been building up in your chest, for some reason, you who are used to speaking your mind don't want to say exactly this. <laughs> but... Your nature gets the best of you, and you just blurt it out. I say you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus says something you weren't prepared for. He calls you, you, blessed. And he says he's going to change your name. Because in you, he sees the rock in which he's going to build his church. So from now on, your name is going to be Peter. And now everybody starts calling you this. <laughs> Takes a little getting used to, but, <laughs> you know, I've seen freakier things. <laughs> but not after this, he starts talking about this other stuff says that he's going to go to Jerusalem. And when he goes to Jerusalem, he's going to be killed. He tells all of you, said, this is what I'm about to do. And if you want to be a part of this, you need to take up your cross and follow me too. And you're, you're wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that can't possibly be right. <laughs> that is not what I left home for. And in all my reading about the Messiah and all these things that we've talked about, that's not how the story goes. <laughs> so you try and tell him this. Come on, Jesus, be reasonable. You can't seriously say that we've done all of this just for you to go to Jerusalem and die. That can't possibly be what you're planning. Get behind me, Satan. No, he did not just say that to me. <laughs> Because I'm certainly not doing Satan's work. But that's how he's going to come at me right now. This is making zero sense. So now I don't know what to do. Except keep on listening. Keep on following. So it's been a weird week. But we've been at it. Usual stuff. And then all of a sudden, he pulls me, James, and John aside. And he asks us, I want you guys to come with me. 
Well, where are we going? We're going to have a prayer time. I want you to just come with me. Okay. So we start to climb the mountain. I mean, he's done this before. This is not that out of character for him. It's a little unusual for us to go with him. But, hey, I'm glad to be a part. So we've been climbing. We've been walking. We've been working most of the day. And then we get to this space. And I'm beat. So I sit down. The others sit down as well. And Jesus starts to pray. But you look over. And something's different. He's literally different. That his face seems brighter. And then as he keeps talking, there's just more and more of this light. There's just more and more of it, and it's just everywhere. And we don't even know where it comes from. It seems like it's almost coming directly from him. His clothes are different. I mean, it's so bright, and you almost have to shield your eyes from it. It's just not making any sense. But what in the world is going on? And in the middle of all of this, there's two new people here. Now, this is making even less sense. I have no idea what's happening. But something is clearly going on. And I hear them talking. And they're talking about Jesus' departure, his leaving. And I'm listening to this, but all of a sudden it hits me. I know who these people are. I don't know why I know who these people are. It's not like we have a record of what they look like. We just know who they are. I swear that that's Moses. Moses. We studied Moses our whole life. And this other one. It's the greatest prophet. It's Elijah. And Jesus is talking to them. And I'm still trying to figure this out. I have no idea what's happening. I just know what's in front of me. I just know what I can see. And they're having this conversation. And so I say, okay, 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 wait. How about this? This is pretty, this is amazing. (laughs) What if we take this time and we just kind of build three temples here, three, three small tents that can be memorials to this moment because this is Clearly extraordinary. Uh, Well, they kind of ignore me (laughs) and continue on in their conversation. And then all of a sudden there's this weird mist. I can still see the light, but this mist kind of fills the entire space. This cloud that came from like nowhere. And then, we don't know where it comes from, we don't know where it starts, but there's this voice. It's loud and it's clear. It's terrifying, but it's also kind of peaceful. 
It says, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. And while you're sitting there and you're shaking in your boots trying to figure out what's going on, all of a sudden you look up and it's the Jesus you recognize. The same guy you've been spending all this time with. It's quite a journey. It's an incredible moment. Think about Peter's walk. Thing about Peter's journey is that it's not all that different from most of us. I'm willing to bet that most of us have been on a similar type of path. Now, most of us probably don't have a transfiguration experience, but I am willing to bet that most of us have been living our lives, done what we've known how to do, no matter where we were born, in our particular towns, walked our particular walk, did our particular jobs the best way we know how to do them. And then, however we encountered Jesus, it changed something inside you. You knew something had to be different. It wasn't clear what, but you knew something had to be different. And as that started to sink in, even though you had kinds of questions, even though you had some doubts, you knew that you had to follow him. You knew you had to follow. And along the way, he does this stuff that lets you know that God is doing something extraordinary. You're not exactly sure what, but God is doing something extraordinary. And God is at work with you and around you, and you get to be a part of this. No matter what that looks like for you, it's not that different from Peter. And then comes this point, which is really our focus for today. This idea of when you encounter Jesus and you think you have him figured out. You think you know what it's about. I say you are the Messiah. But then he tells you this is what it means to be the Messiah. And you're like, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> Jesus speaks to all of us that way. He says, this is what it means to follow me. And we go, wait a minute, that can't possibly be right. You, you don't really mean forgive her, do you? You don't really mean that I'm supposed to be nice to them or I'm really supposed to give to that group over there. And while you're struggling with this, you hit this sentence. This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him.
If Jesus is who you say he is to you, why is listening to him so hard? I mean, because the words really aren't that hard to figure out, right? We have the words. (laughs) We have the words. We may have to dig a little bit. We may get a little confused, but we have the words. Now, you know, I'm going to be honest. Listening may not be my best strong suit. And I'm willing to bet there's somebody watching this right now who could fill your day with how good a listener I am. That's sarcasm, if you couldn't tell. Now, that being said, we all know what listening really involves, right? Listening really takes two things. One, did you actually get the words? Somebody said something, did you actually get the words? If you don't actually get the words, then you didn't listen. (laughs) But then the second piece of listening comes in. And anybody whom you love and doesn't listen to you great, you know this too. (laughs) That even if they got the words, that they do what the words implied do. (laughs) Because they can hear what you said, But if you heard what I said and didn't do what I said, then you didn't really listen. (laughs) We've all been there. And I'm sure we got a list of the people who do it wrong, but go home and look in the mirror before you get too judgmental about this. (laughs) So, but hear that out of the cloud again. This is my son, whom I love whom I have chosen, listen to him. Do you get the words? Love your enemies. Take up your cross and follow me. If you do this to any, the least of my brothers, then you have done it to me. Did you get the words? So what about the second part? Having gotten the words, do we do what he said? Listening is hard. (laughs) It's harder than we want it to be, especially when it comes to listening to Jesus. But here's the thing. If we know this, then we know what we have to be. We know what we have to do. The thing is, going back to Peter, there's such great comfort in a story like Peter. I'm always amazed by this. This is one of the reasons why I am a disciple. Because I can look at the disciples. And when I look at the disciples, I see a group of people who clearly didn't get it right. They messed up regularly. And not only did they mess up regularly, they're still our biblical heroes. So when you think of Peter and all the ways in which he didn't get it right, he's still Peter. I want y'all to hear that again. He got it wrong all those different times, and he's still Peter.
And what I want you to hear in that is that there is a point where he does trip and fall, but grace still wins. That yes, he denies Jesus three times, but he is restored because of who Jesus is. And when you hear a story like that, and you think about the ways in which you trip and fall, know that that very same Jesus, the one who was transfigured on the mountain, the one who bled and died, the one who rose from the dead, is still looking at you the exact same way. And when he speaks, because he still speaks, will you Listen to him. Because everything that we seek, the things that matter, not the poof this up for me, Jesus, because I would like it, but the things that truly matter. When we struggle in this world trying to make sense of what we see, when we try to figure out what can I really do that will make a difference, when I figure out what's the key to having peace, where is my joy when the world weighs so heavily on my heart? This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Because if you'd like to find that peace, if you'd like to find that joy, if you'd like to make the difference that God has empowered you to make, listen to him. That, friends, is the key. Because when we chase all these other things, when we look for peace, joy, grace, and other things, they don't work. Only Christ is the key. Only Christ is the key. So for you, no matter where your heart is this day, no matter what weighs on it, no matter what lifts it up, if you have a question of any kind, if you have a struggle of any kind, if you have a blessing or a joy of any kind, listen to him and move forward. Amen and amen. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks for the ways in which you continue to speak to us. You know what we need better than we can possibly know ourselves. You are at work pouring out grace upon grace into our lives, opening doors, showing us the path, holding us up, providing comfort and strength, offering peace, offering forgiveness, helping us to be the hands of the body of Christ to those in need, you continue to speak. Speak, Lord, for your children are listening. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand as we prepare our hearts with a song of praise.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you formed us in your image and breathed into us the very breath of life. When we turned away, when we turn away and our love fails, your love remains steadfast. You are the one who has delivered us from captivity, made a covenant, a promise to be our sovereign God, spoke to us through our prophets, your prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nation shall not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war anymore. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. There was liberty for those who were oppressed, and you came to announce that the prophet, that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, ate with sinners, and by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. On the night on which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, he broke it, he gave thanks to God who had given it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat from this, all of you, in my name, remembering, remembering, I love you. I give my body for you. And at the end of the meal, he lifted the cup. He gave thanks to God who had given the fruit of the vine, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take and drink from this, all of you, in remembrance of me. For my blood is poured out that you might have new life, forgiveness. Do this in remembrance of me. And so we, in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving. We offer ourselves as holy and living sacrifices in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. 
May, by your Spirit, make us, each of us, one with Christ, one with one another, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.
Jesus is the light of the world. We're going to dust off an oldie but a goodie, and I'm going to invite you to stand as we close with Shine, Jesus, Shine.
your Lord still speaks across time all the time. Open your heart and hear what he has to say. Listen to him. Now in the name of God, our creator and king, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our savior, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, our comforter and our sustainer. May God bless us now as we leave to love and serve God and all God's children. Amen.